time for the Talking Flowers segment on Real World Gardener. In the studio, I have floral designer and educator Nadine Brown. Welcome to the show, Nadine. Good Hi, Marianne. You. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to always have you in the studio. And today we're talking about, oh, this is a good one, <laughs> sustainable floristry. I know a bit about this. I do know that we import flowers. But let me ask you, what is sustainable floristry to you? Oh, it's a big word, isn't it? It's used it's used to death, if I can say that, at the moment. And it's as rightly should be. It should be a conversation we should be having more of, for sure. I'm a very proud ambassador of the Sustainable Floristry Network, and there's only 20 of us globally. So I, I really do, you know, any opportunity to educate and share my experiences, techniques that I use, and why we should be moving in a more sustainable way, I I. I can grab that. So thank you for giving me a little bit of space today to do that. Yes, you've you've touched on the imported flowers. That is a huge area of our industry that has a massive impact on the I guess the non-sustainability of of the industry and for a few reasons. Um, obviously you've got your carbon footprint of flowers coming, you know, flying all the way overseas, all the packaging, all, all the things that go with that. And, you know, we can, people are often really surprised that even, that we even have imported flowers that just like assume that flowers are so fragile and perishable that how would you even import them? But that leads then to the chemicals and the, and the harsh chemicals that are used. And, and I won't go into a list of chemicals here today, but they're very harmful. And a lot of chemicals that have been, um, you know, Roundup and things like that, that have been banned from here for a long time. So, you know, there's reports of florists with all sorts of skin issues and real problems in regards to the chemicals that they're handling on the flowers. So when do they come in from overseas? Do they have to be then sprayed with something like methyl bromide? They're often sprayed before they even arrive. And a part of that is so that that no one is able to take strikes of that actual plant. So... You know what I mean? It's it's so that you can't grow that. And I I understand, you know, but, you know, let's just buy local. You know, what frustrates me, I guess, uh, and I'm a big advocate for local growing and uh, the local growing community, is to be buying flowers that are actually seasonal here and still buying them from overseas. It's like buying, you know, California navel oranges when you can buy the Australian oranges. Like, why would you? Why? I don't, I don't understand that and and that is often the case and I mean we've just come out of you know two years of pandemic which actually stopped completely stopped all imports which is we would have never have imagined that could even happen in our industry you know and it, it really has been a lovely reset for the growers it's really in, in create a lot more demand for the local grower product and also given the local growing community the confidence to you know plant more crops and and get going with some new varieties so see there's there's transport obviously the packaging the chemical that you that you have in regards to that as well but there's so many other things in in the industry and and one of them that you might hear a bit of chat about is floral foam and the use of floral foam in the industry and that's just basically a a, it's a, a microplastic that has been in the industry a long time it's it's not you know old school floristry never knew what floral foam was and were quite able to make stunning designs without it. I haven't used it in my business for many years now and and there's so much creative freedom without using foam. Your flowers are so much happier. Um, they don't want to be drinking out of a block of foam. foamy plastic, you know. <laughs> now, I'm just wondering, I guess we import flowers into Australia 
maybe because it's some kind of agreement that you know we need something else but the country would like to send us flowers because um we're exporting them something that they want and this is kind of return i guess that's some of the reasoning i think it was just price you know I guess what we have to think about, and it's with if it's fashion, it's food, it's all the things that we, you know, if we're going to buy with awareness or be a be a purchaser or a consumer with awareness, we need to think about that circle economy, where it's come from, and what happens to the product after we get it. And you know, like like anything, I think it's it's cheaper overseas, and so when you're supporting. It, you know, imported products such as flowers, you're often supporting, and I can't say this for all companies over there, but you're often supporting a, a, a very unethical work practice, yes, mm. um, slave labour and, and very low pay. And and they have climates where they can grow, for instance, the Colombian roses, you know, all year round, huge heads, you know, really beautiful product. There's no doubt about it. But it's not... It's you can't trust it. it the, the flowers, the petals can absolutely just shatter within a day of getting it. And I know, for, as a wedding designer, there's no there's no chance I want to risk that for a bride walking down the aisle with confetti behind her because her flowers are falling apart. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that you're supporting when you're when you're buying imported. Yeah, and and that's when there's no real need to. I guess I've you know us embracing the seasonality of things is i think is really important as flower lovers and gardeners and consumers and 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 wedding and events customers as well is it possible just like with fruit and veg that some people may not be aware of the season of flowers oh 100 100 percent. and there's you know it's I guess we've had the imports flooded into the market for so long that especially the new generation florists coming through they don't know because they're able to get peonies from France now when your peonies should only be available for five or six weeks of the year in October. And I know that I really look forward to peony season because when they're out, it's spectacular and you you, you really embrace it and you, you appreciate them because you know you've only got them for a minute before they're gone for the rest of the year. And I think that gives us a more a, a deeper appreciation of nature and of the cycles of nature and and I think that's been lost because we've been, you know, had access to so much product all of the time. And it's, it's it, again, it's the same with fruit and veg, you know. Your mangoes now are going to be disgusting from somewhere far away. And when they're in summer here, grown here, they're spectacular. So, yeah, that part's tricky. I don't have a solution of that other than just asking your florists where the flowers are coming from and just, I guess, Read, sort of being able to, and your and your gardeners will be much more educated in this because they know what's flowering in, in their garden. You know, they know what they're waiting for. Exactly. If especially, well, most people grow a lot of flowers in their garden. I think as well as fruit and veg, because after all, it's nice to have flowers in your garden that you can pick yourself for your vase yeah. rather than and pollinators. And you're encouraging mm. all the the bees and all the pollinators to be there for your vegetables. It's you know, you're often growing your flowers alongside your vegetables. So, so yeah, you know, there's there's the 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 reduction of plastics in the industry. Um, foam is a big part of that. It's a microplastic. It never biodegrades. So, um, and you also can't really put those imported flowers into the compost either because they're riddled with chemicals. So, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why coming back to local grown. And I bet you people listening wouldn't know if they had the 
bought the imported flowers about what you just said, that they are riddled with chemicals, so you mm. shouldn't put it in the compost because that's what I do. Mm. I, I mean, I don't buy imported flowers, but I do put my flowers mm. in the compost. Yeah, yeah. But you're not doing your compost any favours when it's it's covered in chemicals. In chemicals. So, mm. yeah, there's a, there's a lot there that I think is a lot of... Um, you know, just lack of awareness. It's people just making decisions that they don't even know that they're making a bad one or making one that's not in the best interest to themselves as well as the environment. Well, yeah, especially if they just buy from, not from the florist, but they might buy from a roadside stall mm. or whatever, but I don't know, or outside of yeah. shops. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I haven't got big solutions on that one, but I yeah, I would encourage I would encourage your listeners if they are interested. The Sustainable Floristry Network has a website that has lots and lots of research and factual information about um, flowers, where they're from, and and better ways to make a better decision. And for me, when I'm educating my clients and and you know my members within the membership, it, for me, education is all about. Um, finding solutions and other ways to do things rather than, you know, judgment or mm. or making someone feel bad for the what they're doing because I was that florist. You know, I've been in the industry 30 years. I've used tonnes of foam. I've, I've transitioned from not knowing to knowing and once you know, you just can't unknow. Well, I can't unknow something. Mm. Um, so I just had to make some better decisions and I tell you, it's just, it's just so much better to design Without the without all of it, with you know, we're not ever going to be one hundred percent sustainable. Obviously, no one is, but um, just those ch- making little changes, and that's what I love helping people do. And the F- sustainable floristry network is um, is that the website you just put in those three words? Sustainable floristry network Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. SFN. I'll, I'll give you the um, okay. I'll give you the the exact website. I haven't got it right in front of me right now, but okay. I'll give that to you to pop into the into the show notes or into your yep. into your blog. Yeah, and it's uh, it, yeah, it's Australian. Good place. good place to find out the facts, I guess, rather than people's. There's a lot of opinion pieces around this, you know, but mm. if you wanted to find out the facts, that's a great place to, to do that. Great. Well, that is sustainable floristry information. So much to think about. Once again, Nadine, it's been lovely having you in the studio. Thanks so much, Marianne.